Welcome back. This is episode seven, I believe. We're bad at math. Um, but we are here. I am here. Hailey is here with Deb and Hat. Hello. 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 <laughs> Um, and I think what we kind of wanted to talk about was, we're going to talk a little bit more about chronic ass kickers, um, last episode, we got really off topic, uh, so we only gave you a few snippets, but I guess we kind of wanted to talk about our overall goal with this show, because, you know, if you're going to invest your time and energy into something, you kind of know, want to know what it's about, and like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, so we kind of want to give you a general overview about our long-term goals regarding this show. Um, and I think, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what you think afterwards. Does anyone want to kick us off? (laughs) You know, I'll let you handle this one. (laughs) All right. I guess. Um, okay, so I guess my whole thing with the show that I love is that we try to be very relevant and we try to be very honest with our audience. We don't sugarcoat things. We are very blunt. At least I am very blunt and that's what I try to put on our show because I, throughout my life, people have been like, if I want someone to tell me something nice, I'm not going to go to you. If I want someone to tell me the truth, I will go to you, highly. They didn't say highly, but, you know. Um, and I think it's really important that you don't, like, sh- layer over those kind of things because you got to be honest with people. So with our show, I like to be very honest, very blunt, and I think it it can resonate with people because I've been able to relate a lot more to people because I've been honest. With that being said too, I think that we all are very metaphorical with how we present issues. So when we're thinking about like the social injustices that we would like to represent in the show, Like, yes, we're showing it as this, that, then, and whatever. But when you're analyzing it, it can represent a lot of different things. So we speak very metaphorically. Yes. For the reason. But we're trying to portray the feelings that we want, that we felt through our words and our metaphors. So it's going to be a very, like, communal experience with a lot of different individual reactions, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, when you think about entertainment, you want things to invoke emotion. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to do. And I think it's the way we do it. I think it's like you can enjoy watching it without looking into it. Mm -hmm. But you can also look a little bit deeper into it and relate to your own feelings and your own um, experiences in your own way. So it's like we try to make it broad, but like, but when I write scenes, I want you to feel the way that I'm feeling when I write it. So like, so sometimes I obviously writers, 
they won't write on exact experience. You know, you can't experience every single thing in life. Sometimes it's just a story. Exactly. And sometimes you can put your emotions and your experiences into the story the way that you want to, the way that you can. And, like, I try to do that, especially with, like, in our later episodes um, that we haven't shared too much about, but... I talk about some, like, really personal things, and I, but I do that in a very, we are able to do that in a comedic and um, successful way, I think, that we're all able to grow and continue, um, what am I trying to say, like, but still laugh from. Comedy is our coping mechanism. We love comedy. I think hat is the core of our comedy. And that's what I'm saying. I think you can say that. What what do you think after what we've said so far? So, um, yeah. So, I basically think that our show, like, does a fair bit of kind of tackling bigger social issues. But we also try to, you know, cover things that I feel like everyone can relate to, like personal issues as well. Like, we do a fair bit of, um... Kind of joking about broader things and then kind of joking about individualistic things. Like, we make a bunch of jokes about our mental health and our ADHD and shit. And uh, then we try to bring up bigger issues as well. But, like, you know, um, I think that our show tries to, like, fill... I think, I don't know if we've talked about this on the previous podcast, but we're trying to fill that niche of, like, kind of like the coming-of-age show for people that are kind of, like, in between graduating college and kind of entering, you know, adulthood, you know what I mean? Like, our characters are kind of in that age where we are, and there's not a lot of shows that, you know, kind of talk about people are our age, you know? It's either high schoolers or, you know, 30-year-olds fucking living in, you know, fucking New York City, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like fucking Friends with, like, these, like, oh, I'm a coffee barista, but I can also afford this flat that's obviously going to be, like, $230,000 a month, even though I'm only a fucking coffee barista. I'm not getting help from daddy. Like, honest to God. A lot of us are not getting help from daddy. (laughs) I, I, I hate Friends. I think it's insufferable. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a Friends fan either, personally. I would, if I had to watch fucking Friends or Gilmore Girls, I'd watch girl, Gilmore Girls, dude. I would... I refuse to watch Friends. I think I would just not watch TV at all. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah. Like, I I've, been, I've been at the point where I didn't watch TV at all, and I would, I would much rather not watch TV at all. And I don't mean to say that in, like, a snobby... Or a bitchy way, like, that is just not my taste in entertainment. Like, I don't like drama. I don't like dramas at all. Like, I really just, like, straight up, like, satire and comedy. And, like, that's what I like. <laughs> and I don't like shows where, you know, mother and daughters have really close relationships. Because I just don't feel like that's real to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I don't know that's that experience. Not real. <laughs> that's just not real to some people, and that's totally okay. And, like, back to what Kat was saying about how we're trying to fill this niche, like, I feel like this is a niche that is much needed. It's so relevant. The age is but also, also unique. Yeah. Not, just, not just college kids as well, because, like, you know, not that there's not a lot of shows about that, but there is fewer shows that show 
females or like women i don't mean to sound like females um you know like women like you know that are you know friends and they're not like in a competitive relationship with each other you know what i mean like that's true i mean i don't see a lot of shows where like you know women who are friends genuinely like each other like i feel like there's a lot of backstabbiness and you know I, I understand Drama. that that's a it sounds internally misogynistic to me, and uh, I don't hate my friends, so that's I not my. I smell misogyny. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Do you like have I, a button for that, like on iCarly, when they would hit a button for something, I just want to have. It's I like have a boom, misogyny. Button. Can we yeah, get Jack, that? make us a misogyny button? I would like to patent that officially. This is me coming. Misogyny. Here. Misogyny, 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 every time you hit it. No, but, like, I recently, so I don't know, I don't know why, but, like, I was like, you know what? I want to watch Sex in the City. I want to see what it's all about. So I tried to watch an episode, and I watched maybe two or three, and I could not fucking see it. They all fucking were so bitchy to each other. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Just gross. I never really understood the obsession with that uh, no i have never watched it cannot See, whatever i, I like say i like this i like the sassy blonde one that had sex a lot i liked i like what she was about and she seems oh, to be yeah, the only yeah, fucking yeah. sane one she looked like she looked like a stepmom yes she looks like she loves percocet and pinot grigio yeah yeah i uh, yes yes the mm-hmm. the her face yeah those lines are distinct <laughs> She just gives me that vibe. Love it. So, real quick, I would love to give a small shout-out to a couple of people um, who have expressed their enjoyment over our podcast. Um, They are, you know, some of my sister's friends, um, some of my friends. You know, we really appreciate your support. um, uh, Megan Markle, uh, thank you so much for your (laughs) episode. I, you know, we love you, obviously. Uh, <laughs> fuck the royal family. Um, Harry was the best one anyway. <laughs> he is very cute. He kept the jeans. Princess Diana would be so proud. Those jeans so be shining through. I also just want to say that she's my style icon. She really, she patented the biker shorts, uh, fucking crew, crew neck. Um, high socks look um, that I covet. Oh, baby, and, she's um, a Sagittarius rising. She's a fucking, uh, what's her, she's an Aquarius moon, too, isn't she? Absolutely. <laughs> I love her. What's her son? Rip. What is her son? Ooh. Uh, cancer? I have no idea. You know what? I should have designed Mariposa based off her. Well, we still have time, so I'm not opposed. You know what? I'm making her. Mariposa is a Cancer Sun. Cancer, she is a Cancer Sun? Leo Rising. Love it. She's so sweet. I love that woman. But on top of, you know, Megan Markle, we appreciate all of our people that are listening to us because you are our beginning support. And we really appreciate it because this is something we're really passionate about. And the more that we hear positive things, the more we really want this to happen. And we feel that <laughs> we feel that like this is really something that resonates with a lot of people and that people would watch. 
and maybe it's for entertainment maybe they want to watch it for a coping mechanism that's what it's here for and it's both no, of them I, I have two amazing co-workers who um i hope they listen to this and hear it um who have been really endlessly supportive as well and i just want to shout them out d and Haley. i love you both thank you for being really supportive d mm-hmm. always tells me all the time she's like hey dude uh when you're famous uh can i live on your hippie commune and to which i said of course <laughs> I love it. And that is an open invitation to all of our listeners. <laughs> to join our hippie commune, all you have to do is donate to our GoFundMe. <laughs> I, yes, absolutely. We do have that because we're trying to get an animation made. And if you can support us in any way, shape, or form, whether it's donating or sharing, we would love that. You have uh, no excuse uh, once uh, Daddy Joe Biden signs to stimulus into <laughs> Yes, absolutely. You make sure that you are supporting yourself before anyone else. Yes, of course. But, but you that's know. another thing of our show is like we're, you know, everyone is an individual. And you're going to cope with things the way that you cope with things. There's no right or wrong. And I kind of I love that. Like, all of us especially like us as friends we're all very very different so sometimes I'm just like how does this mesh but like the way we are our humor you know you kind of don't understand like your closest friends why you mesh my best friend of 20 years I'm we are completely opposites in every way shape and form but there's little things that I look at us and I'm just like we're the same person and so and that's the thing you're so everyone is so individual and we want to make sure that you can find some aspect of our show that relates to you exactly (laughs) sorry i went on a tangent right there that's perfectly fine but so you know everyone's their own person and we we want you to be able to find something about our show that you like, and that's why it's so wild and so unique, and we try to make it really unexpected. Yeah. Agreed? Agreed. I think, I think that, like, uh, no matter what particular genre you like of TV or movies or music or whatever the fuck. Any kind of media. You will enjoy at least one single episode of the show. Because I think that, too, I mean, we're all, I mean, we're all putting different aspects of things that we like to watch into it, you know? Like, you know, for instance, like, I am a big um, movie nerd. So I put in a lot of, like, movie references when I write. Like, I make a lot of um, references to 80s movies and a lot of stuff that I like, comic books, stuff like that I grew up and I loved. And... You know, Haley does a lot of that, you know. There's a lot of, like, influence from She-Ra in our script. and Love she And Dev, you know, of course, with King of the Hill, you know. We always make okay. it. Always sunny. <laughs> I it's didn't always say sunny that. as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, it's always sunny, yeah. <laughs> of course, that show has well, given a lot. And, which is cool, though, because, and, like, me and, me and Hat really, really enjoy anime, you know. And then Dev and Hat really... Devin Hatt really enjoy Always Sunny and King of the Hill and then me and Dev have our own show so it's just like it's honestly a mixture of everything which is really kind of cool mm-hmm. so Especially we're always like-, like watching stuff and trying to pick different things that like so if you're anime lover 
I can't tell, well, in general, I can't tell you how many references Pat has made in our scripts to movies and TV, but I can guarantee you I have missed probably half of them because she probably knows so many more than I do. <laughs> I have a little uh, list of the uh, references I've made. And I love that. I almost just want to go through all of our episodes and just count them all. Because, <laughs> like, that's something I love to watch in TV shows and TV is I love Easter eggs. Like, that's something I always, like... They're so fun. I like to seek out. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's fun because, I mean, it's, like, part of the... You know, like, I don't know if you guys have um, seen the movie. I don't know if... I know Dev hasn't, but... Haley, have you ever seen the movie, um... What's it called? Ready Player One. Oh, I've seen, like, half of it. Okay, like, that's, that movie... Like fuck Steven Spielberg, but like you can tell a nerd made that movie. You know what I mean? Like the uh, like the movie references, like the pop culture references, are like endless, and that's something I really like. And I like that you know I love when you can tell that directors mm-hmm. are big nerds because you yeah. know it shows, and it seems a lot more like passionate because mm-hmm. you know you know they spend like endless time just daydreaming their own little worlds in their heads. Like, well, have you seen the TV cool. show Psych? Psych? No, I have not, actually. Okay, let me tell you, this is the mo- one of the most incredible TV shows I've ever watched. But there, Psych came first, and then The Mentalist, which is the same concept, but The Mentalist is a drama, and Psych is a comedy. So uh-huh. throughout the entire series of Psych, they continuously make references to The Mentalist. And, like, oh. talk about it. But, like, honestly, mostly in a positive light. So it's, like, really fun the way that they're able to make, like, reference a show that came after them, but in such a fun and, like, just such a fun way. I think you might enjoy it. They have an unbelievable amount of references pretty much the entire, every single episode. So I think if you like references, you would love this show. That's why it's kind of like true crime, right? Correct? True crime, and that's like more of like a reality not, not, not crime, crime show, crime. right? It's more like not, I, I'm sorry, so, yeah, that's what I meant. Like kind of more like it's, just so it's a detective and, show, and the main guy is psychic, aka is more very, very what's the word I'm looking for? Um, part like he is really good at picking out things and um, very observant to the point where he's able to pull off the fact that he's psychic. And he, like, starts a private, um, investigator business with his best friend, um, Gus, 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 God damn it, I know his name is Gus, I can't remember his last name. So, and they just work for the Santa Barbara Police Department on occasion for different crimes, and, but yeah, so it's just a comedy, it's just a police comedy about a psychic. And the mentalist is just a drama version of it. It's almost exactly the same. And that's why they make so many references off of it, which is kind of fun. And like like I said, they do it in such a fun way that it's not, you know, it's not harmful in any way. They just keep talking about, like, did you watch the episode of The Mentalist last night? Kind of a thing. (laughs) But that's what I love reading about your edits is, like, when I see all of those movie references. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I put a significant uh a, a bit more in the in the pilot when I went back over it. <laughs> I did. I I really enjoyed it. And the trailer that you edited, 
I think that was super fun. I gotta read it, so, like, don't Devin spoil has... anything for me, guys. Seriously. Don't spoil anything. I really want to read it here soon. Whenever we're done with the podcast, I'm gonna read it. But every time, it, it's, what I love about our writing is that every time, every time that I read it, it's so much more like us every time that one of us edits it. It's like, I know I'm, like, I can't do it all on my own. I can only, like, do the structure and the formation, but it's when everything's added and we all kind of just, like, slowly add our own bits and pieces, it's so much more like chronic ass kickers mm-hmm. than than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's teamwork. <laughs> Which, and, like, along with all of our, like, characters in the show, one thing that we made um, very important was the fact that neither one of our characters is stronger than the other. Each one needs the other one, and and I think over the series, we'll, in episodes, we'll, like, surely show that more often. But, I mean, I think that goes along with how we write the script, is neither one of us is more powerful in the writing and creation process. Yeah, wait, checks and balances. Exactly, which is how things should work, but they don't. (laughs) Well, yeah, equity is important. All right, um, I don't even know what we're going to name this podcast. What were we even talking about? We just talked a lot about our expectations over the past couple, or over the next couple episodes that we plan to write. I mean, I'm going to be honest, we have 10 full episodes, I'm sorry, 11 full episodes written, and we also have 15 other episodes, solid episode ideas that we plan on writing in the future. So, you know, as long as we get support, we get you know, everything that we need, we want to continue making this as long as we can. The more support we get, the more quickly that we are able to pump this shit out, so... Exactly, but you know, I think we're relating to a lot of people that are kind of like us, so we understand that there's only so much to do, so even if you can give us a share, that's, that's, you know, as much Mm -hmm. as we, we will ask. Pat, any closing remarks from you. Oh, yeah. I wanted to tell my uh, Edema joke from last week. <laughs> tell your joke. All right. All right. All right. Actually, Do I need so to start really it off exactly. like by asking you a specific question? Actually, no. So it's not a joke at all. Uh, actually, it's a story that happened. Uh, this is uh, one of my first uh, couple months at work. Um, so um, I work at an eye doctor's and I was setting up a referral for a patient and uh, when I called and made the appointment, um, I was speaking to the lady, and she asked what the referral was for. And I told her, I was like, it's for a macular edema. And this lady almost pissed her pants, and she's like, uh, sweetie, do you mean macular edema? Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I did not uh, realize what an edema was. Enema. Enema. And so... You poor baby. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah, so the, I gave that lady a fucking great day. But, yeah, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> You made someone's entire story. work week, babe. Trust me. I fucking did. And you know what? I'm not even mad. Can I... Okay, because. the fact that you made an enema joke. I have a joke to... <laughs> I have something funny. So, I... So, over the weekend, I was at a bachelorette party. And there was this one beautiful 
innocent soul that was there. And we played Cards Against Humanity at one point. And we know it can get a little dirty, if, as everyone has played. And someone had to ask what a glory hole was. Well, oh, poor baby. And I was like, and I looked at her, and I was like, oh, and... And, like, let me tell you, that was not the end of all the questions that she had. And I was like, you poor baby. I always want to protect people from information like that, because it really does ruin their entire fucking worldview. (laughs) They're like, they live my little sister. (laughs) My little little sister has this friend. um, I fucking love this girl. She's hilarious. Um, She asked what a shaft was, because I forget. I think my brother said something about, like, (laughs) his shaft and yeah so she's like what's a shaft and oh my, my god mama, my mom had to tell her <laughs> oh good god <laughs> oh god yeah. like i will say um educate your kids because yeah, like my we parents should, we should totally end this podcast on this right now educate your kids because like god love my parents they did the best that they could but like they didn't tell me anything they're like if you have any questions just ask us do you know how my many mom times I was like sex as a warm wet hug and she wonders why it turned out the way <laughs> She gives you a warm wet hug? No, no she said no. sex she was described... a warm wet hug. Oh. Hey, oh. Like, I would be a whole different person if my mom gave me a warm wet hug, okay? <laughs> my dad told me that oh, if good God. Okay, I'm, I'm so... not gonna say that. Because that's probably a little worse, but I I will say like you know, you can have your parents, like, you can ask your parents whatever you want, but until you're made fun of at school, like, you know, you're not gonna know what the fuck shit is. And I will say that from experience. Um, yeah, somebody called me a queef in uh, the seventh grade, and I had to ask my mom what that was. And she told <laughs> yeah. me it was a pussy, pussy fart. fart. Yep. She's like, it's a pussy fart. Yeah, well. And you know. Right. That's the thing. Like, you're not going to learn everything in sex ed. Like, okay, well, I'm not saying you need to, like, explicitly tell your child. We will (laughs) will end the podcast at this. If you would like to know additional resources on how to uh, speak to your children about sexual fucking anything, go to amaze.org. Other than that, we are going to end right here because I don't want to give medically accurate information, inaccurate information. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah, Yeah, that's probably fair. This is just more like so opinions and um, experiences. Thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah, um, Deb's calling us off. We are very grateful for our supporters, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys.